are the big three bad for cyclocross. The route of the unofficial Liège-Bastogne-Liège is announced and Sudal Quickstep ditch El Tractor and bring in Il Trattori, all in the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast powered by vivlavello.cc. Good day to you one and all, it is I, Gary, and this is the Saturday Supplement for the 11th of November 2023. Yes, we're going to talk about Sudal Quickstep, we're going to talk about the World Championship circuits for 2024, we're going to talk about about cyclocross, um, and we're also going to talk about the shock revelation this week from none other than Chris Froome, that actually is all about the bike, apparently. But first, we're going to talk about the Tour of Britain, Um, and the future of this race looks somewhat hazy. Um, after the announcement this week um, that British Cycling, who own the, the, the race, um, terminated its 10-year agreement with the organisers Sweet Spot. Um, Sweet Spot are believed to have fallen behind on licence fee payments um, with a debt of around £700,000 that goes back to 2022. Um, a statement from BC this said this week, we can confirm that we've terminated our agreement with Sweet Spot Group Limited to deliver the Tour of Britain. We would like to place on record our thanks to the Sweet Spot Group Limited for their work to deliver the race over the past 20 years. British Cycling remains fully committed to the delivery of the Tour of Britain in 2024 and will share further details in due course. Now, this is quite a bold statement from an organisation which itself lost over £800,000 in the last year, um, and race licence fees are a huge part of its income. Um, British Cycling have been criticised in the past for some of its partnerships, um, not least that with Shell, which was announced last year and is set to run until 2023. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who uh, they get on board to uh, to either you know, provide them with the, the funds to, to organise a race or to find a suitable organiser um, for a race that, uh, you know, hasn't had its troubles to seek um, in the last couple of years. Um, and it's not just about the race. Um, the, the race itself is a shop window for UK domestic teams, uh, given the, the TV coverage that you get for a, a UCI 2 Pro event. Um, but the difficulties don't just stop with the Tour of Britain. Um, they also put question marks around the women's tour um, and the tour series, um, both of which are wholly owned by Sweet Spot themselves, um, but were also postponed in 2023. Um, both parties have called on the lawyers, as you would expect, uh, in order to, to reach some kind of agreement. Um, but right now, unless British Cycling can pull some kind of rabbit from the casket, um, things look a little bit grim. Um, the economic imp- uh, climate is not improving. Um, costs were up twenty um, percent last year, um, and they're not likely to come down any time soon. So uh, we'll keep an eye on that. The Tour of Britain um, and the Sweet Spot races as well. Um, I think there's a, a little bit of a cloud brewing there, um, and it doesn't look particularly good. In better news, depending on your point of view, um, no sooner had Sudo Quickstep bidden farewell to El Tractor, Tim de Klerk, as he heads off to Lidl Trek, um, and let's be honest, who isn't heading off to Lidl Trek for next season, um, then the Wolfpack welcomed none other than Il Trattore, cycling's bambino terribile, Gianni Moscon. Now, 
Obviously, you'll know Gianni Moscone as a double national time trial winner in his native Italy, or his stage win in overall at the Arctic Tour of Norway in 2016, or perhaps his double stage win at the Tour of the Alps in 2021. Yeah, okay, you, you really know him because he signed for Team Sky and was promptly suspended for racially abusing Kevin Reza at the 2017 Tour of Romandy. Um, or maybe because he punched Elias Bear on stage 15 of the 2018 tour, or lobbed his bike at B&B Hotel's Vital concept rider Jens Debuscher um, after a crash during Corner Brussels Corn in 2020. I'm being a bit unfair. Now, this aside, um, Gianni Moscon is clearly no mug on a bicycle. Um, he is handy in a, t- a time trial. Um, he is top five at Roubaix twice. Um, he could have won in 2021 had it not been for the puncture. Um, Schadenfreude writ large on Twitter um, and he also he's, you know, he's, he's podiumed uh, third place at Lombardia um, social media and obviously my introduction to, to the announcement um, suggests that the, the, the announcement was met with some um, dare I say cynicism um, on Thursday morning uh, when it was announced but it made me think um, which is no bad thing um, at what point do we forgive riders for indiscretions, either on or, you know, off the road? I, I'm thinking, you know, and I, I've spoken about them before uh, since I've come back to podcasting. You know, it's three years after liking stuff on Twitter um, that Quinn Simmons and Chloe Digart still get, you know, MAGA comments and Trump things and uh, whenever they, they, they use social media. Um, 16 years after returning from a doping ban, and eight years after retiring altogether, David Miller gets syringe emojis and rockets sent to him on, on, on Twitter um, or X. Um, so you know, do we ever? You know, we 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 don't forget in cycling. You know, we do the history show. We never forget. Um, but do we ever forgive? Um, you know, apart from doping, is perhaps racism um, and accusations thereof um, cycling's um, unforgivable sin? And, you know, you know, maybe that's no bad thing. But surely riders, um, when they've, you know, they've had suspensions, they've made announcements, and it, you, you know, there are question marks over how, how contrite Gianni Moscone has been over his indiscretions over the last couple of years. Um, you know, once they've taken their medicine, is it, you know, they have to get over it. Is it time, you know, for cycling fans to get over it? Um, you know, I, I don't particularly wish Gianni Moscone any ill. Um, I, I, you know, I like to see riders coming back and recovering um, and making amends. So um, I would hope uh, this time next season we are talking, perhaps looking back and thinking, that ah, Gianni Moscone did okay for quick step. You know, he's grown up a bit. And let's be honest, he's 29. So he's, um, you know, he's not a daft laddie. So I would hope um, that in 2024, um, and Sudal Quickstep. Colors having left Astana, um, we'll be talking about Gianni Moscone um, for all the right reasons. Now, as I said at the top, are the big three bad for cyclocross? The big three, of course, being Matty van der Poel, uh, Van Aert, uh, and, and Tom Pidcock. Um, perhaps to a lesser extent. I'd, you know, a world champion, I still think he's maybe just a step down from Van Aert and Van der Poel. Um, but this week, Adam Beckett was writing for the lead-out, um, and he asked this question. 
um, after Matthew Van Der Poel's uh, cyclocross programme for 23-24 was announced. Um, and the news is that he won't race until exact cross at Mall in Belgium on the 22nd of December. Um, and then the following day at Antwerp in the World Cup. Um, and that's round nine of the Cyclocross World Cup. Um, and a lot of racing you know, will have happened between now and then. Um, Adam points out that Matthew van der Poel, Wout van Aert and Tom Pidcock are actually presently ranked 5th, 6th and 14th respectively in the UCI rankings. And yet when they bother to turn up, they, they kind of win everything between them. Um, I've spoken before about what you know, the phony war, which is I, at this point of the season in cyclocross, where the the, st- the these guys are the stalwarts, and yet somehow they are considered the lesser lights of cyclocross, are doing all the battling, um, you know, from the US rounds in Waterloo um, onwards until you know November, December, when the heavies turn up, you know, after their well deserved rest, their deserved rest um, from the road season. Now, this is obviously a good thing if you're a race promoter, um, and it's not bad racing if you have Wout van Aert and Matthew van der Poel trading laps, you know, 45 seconds a minute up the road from everybody else. Um, but, you know, what about the rest of the series, whether it be World Cup, uh, X2O, uh, Super Prestige or whatever? Um, as I said, you know, eight rounds of the, the Cyclocross World Cup will have gone b- before Antwerp, um, and van der Poel's going to race... Uh, all six of the remaining races in the series. Um, this kind of chimes with the, the discussions we've been having on the feed zone um, the past couple of episodes. Talk about gravel, and you know, in particular, you know, Cassiani Viadoma and Matty Mohoric um, having busy road seasons and then pitch up and win the, the gravel world championships for, you know, for shits and giggles almost. Now, I, I know it's not um, as it might appear. Um, but some of the discussions we were, were having that it, you know, it could be perceived as being bad for the sport because sometimes it makes the regulars look a little bit like a bunch of also rats. Now, the last time we saw Wout van Aert, for example, do a full cyclocross World Cup programme was in 2018-2019. Matthew van der Poel was the previous year, which he won overall. Um, and since then, van der Poel has won four World Championships and uh, Tom Pidcock won the other. Um But is it really a problem? Um, If you're a cyclocross purist, then perhaps yes. Um, And I see it more so in gravel, um, as one of our listeners was pointing out, that uh, much the same thing. The the issue there is perhaps that gravel is is a bit newer and it's slowly seeing itself being professionalised almost by the UCI. Um, But that's a whole other ballgame. However, if you're just a fan of racing, um, perhaps maybe it's you know it's less of an issue. Um, the racing so far, at least on the men's side, has been absolutely entertaining um, across the World Cup, Super Prestige, and the start of the X2 Bad Cameras Trophy. Um, the women's side, perhaps less so, um, as Femme Van Empel uh, runs away with everything. Um, but you can't say Femme Van Empel is just a roadie coming to play um, for some training or just a crack at a rainbow jersey. But should we really, or should we be looking at seeding or minimum entry requirements at, at World Cups? Um, you know, if you're going to take part, then at least, you know, be there at the start or you know, show, show willing. And to be fair, Van der Poel's announced his program, and he's going to do six out of, um, you know, fourteen rounds. Um, so yeah, maybe that's not so much of a thing. Um, but 
you know, are we just looking for a problem where none none really exists? Cross has always been exciting, and whether that's Van der Poel um, or Van Aert or whether it's uh, you know the, the new European champion Matty Van Turnout or Cameron Mason in the UK Lars van der Haar balling out. Um, we see more of Celine Del Carmen Alvarado. Um, you know we see you know Denise Betsema and all these riders um, at this early part um, trading laps and so on. Um, and it's good racing. Um, and as I say, cr- Cross has always been exciting. The crowds look just as mental as they ever were. So you know, should we? Should I? Just shut up and enjoy it. Shut up and enjoy it. Um, let me know what you think. Drop me a line, cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com or on X or um, threads at the Gary Fairley. Of course, as we're talking about cyclocross, it would be remiss of me not to mention the European Cyclocross Championships, which took place um, last weekend. Um, the women's race was won as I, um, as you know, expected by Fem van Empel. Um, two in a row for her um, and silver medal going to Celindo Carmen Alvarado her Dutch teammate um, also making it two in a row um, bronze medal in the women's race went to Italy's Sara Casasola um, the men's race uh, Michael van Turnout uh, Belgium took uh, a second uh, title on the bounce S- silver medal went to um, a just a, a rising star of men's cyclocross, Cameron Mason of, uh, of Great Britain and of um, Linlithgow, which isn't far from where I sit here in Scotland right now. Um, Lars van der Haar um, on the podium again this year for the Netherlands and um, getting the bronze medal. You're listening to the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc. This goes out everywhere. This is on our public and premium feeds. Um, and if you haven't signed up to our premium feed yet, um, here's a little snippet of the kind of stuff you can expect, all for the price of a posh coffee. I had a paper round, he said. 500 to 600 newspapers delivered every day. And I did it on a bike weighing 25 kilograms. It took me from 6 in the morning until midday. So seeing as I've already missed the morning at school, sometimes I miss the afternoon as well. Those afternoons were when Rick Van Louis was introduced to cycling. That was an excerpt from An Audience with the Emperor by my, my friend and colleague Chris Sidwells over on the premium feed, the Emperor of course being the Emperor of Herentals himself, Rick Van Loy, who will be 90 in December. Um, and Chris recounts the the day he sat down and had an audience with the Emperor. Um, it really is a great little, great little show and definitely worth um, the entrance fee. Um, and as I said, you can sign up at cyclinglegendspodcast.com all for £3.50 a month. Um, that's got to be worth it, surely. Now, the UCI announced the, the routes and the profiles for the World Championship Road and Time Trial routes um, being held in Zurich in Switzerland um, in September 2024. Um, it's, yeah, as you would expect, we've got quite a, you know, a picture skew and certainly challenging couple of circuits. Spoiler, you know, both are quite hard. Um, the men's elite road race um, on the 29th of September um, is no less than 273 kilometres um, from Winterhor to Zurich um, and seven circuits of a 27 kilometre circuit um, before the finale and um, blasting along 
um, the the, uh, the the roads alongside Lake Zurich itself. Um, the women's race the day before from Ooster um, is 154 kilometres using the same finishing circuit where there'll be four laps um, before the finale. Um, the previous weekend um, sees the both time trials um, in the same finishing area along the the, 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 the lakeside. Um, the men's race starts in the Erlikon Velodrome um, finishing 46 kilometres later in Zurich. Uh, itself at the women's race for 29.9 kilometers and um, starting in Gosau. Um, I would have said look out for those long helicopter shots as the time trial, right? In fact, as the road riders blast down the eastern side of Lake Zurich to the finish, but it seems to be so built up with hotels and whatnot that uh, it's not quite the muesli advert that you might be hoping for. Um, nevertheless, the 27 kilometer circuit that I mentioned has two meaty climbs for both men and women um, immediately after crossing the start finish straight. Um, the Zurich Bergstrasse is a 1.1 kilometer climb which averages. Um, 8% and peaks at no less than 15% in the later sections. Um, and the Witticon, um follows, um, stretching 2.3 kilometres, um, averaging 5.7, um, with sections reaching 9%. Um, and the men got to do that duo seven times, the women four times. Um, and, you know, there's a brief respite in between the two with a, a descent of about a kilometre and a half. Um, it's certainly not like Glasgow, um, which will probably suit the Belgian team a bit more this time. Um, proper shades of Liège-Bastogne-Liège, which of course is the uh, the unofficial world championship. So um, it's all kind of come full circle. Um, the time trial circuits are relatively flat with uh, undulating middle sections and um, before they then hug the lake um, lakeside and before blasting into the finish. And finally this week, four times Tour de France winner Chris Froome says he's intent in seeing out his five-year contract with Israel Premier Tech. Um, but this week said that one of the missing pieces in his quest for fitness and for form may in fact be his bike position. Claims his bike setup has may have been centimetres out from his old Pinarello, which he rode with uh, Team Ineos and Team Sky. Um... Now, if I was being kind, I'd maybe point him towards Alex Dowsett's excellent bloody-minded book in which he talks about um, adjusting the time trial bike positions for pretty much all of his team at one point um, when he was on what was then Israel's startup nation. Um, But I do wonder if Chris is just looking for some kind of positives, possibly some kind of straws to clutch at um, as he seeks to find motivation um, for 2024, um, which will be five five years since that horrific crash, um, that you know not only threatened his career but also, um, threatened his life. Um, and he has been suffering apparently from uh, lower back pain, um, on his bike, uh, whenever he's been riding for you know two and three hours, um. It's not the first time um, he's been critical in some way, shape or form of his kit. Um, he's said in the past that their factor bikes um, weren't quite up to things. Um, and yet, um, he'd probably better not tell Paul Smith that, um, as he's just um, announced a, a limited edition tie-in with factor um, this past week. Um, so they're very pretty, but your bikes might not be that great. Um, I don't think that's the case. Um, there have been a few stories on social media um, perhaps debunking Chris's claims 
um, and point out that you could potentially be centimeters out in terms of things like saddle nose to stem and um, without actually changing your position relative to the all-important bottom bracket um what i will say is that you know i hope chris Froome gets back in some way shape or form um i mean we saw him take uh third place in the up the west stage at the 2022 um tour de france um i suspect he's a long way off from that um but it is just it's hard seeing a rider who has been absolutely at the the very top of his game um struggling to come back um and coming back in an era of Jonas Vingegaard and Sepp Kuss um and everybody else um so Chris I don't know if your bike positions are right or not but I really hope you find find form find happiness and come back um in some good shape for 2024 So this has been the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends podcast for Saturday the 11th of November 2023. This weekend we see the conclusion of the Track Champions League at Lee Valley Velodrome in London. Um, Friday night last night we saw round four, round five tonight um, concluding the series. Um, It's on Eurosport and GCN um, and very much worth your time to drop in and um, listen also to Joe Russell who's been making her debut on lead comms um, and is very excellent indeed. Uh, if mud is more your thing, the Super Prestige Cyclocross um, rolls into uh, to Neil in Belgium for Yarmark Cross um, on Saturday. That's today, isn't it? Obviously. And the, uh, the UCI Cyclocross World Cup hits Dendermonda uh, on Sunday. Um, again, on GCN and Eurosport. Um, so yeah, drop in. Get in the mud, get on the boards, um, and I hope you enjoy the racing. In the meantime, you can contact me on the socials at the Gary Fairley on X and on Threads. Uh, you can contact the show by email at cyclinglegendspodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't tried it out already on our premium feed this week, we've got an audience with the Emperor. Um, Chris Sidwell is talking about his uh, his chat with Rick Van Loy, the Emperor of Herdenthal's, um, and is very much worth your time. And if you haven't signed up, head over to cyclinglegendspodcast.com. Um, in the meantime, thanks for your time. I hope you've enjoyed the ramble, um, and I'll speak to you again next Saturday on the Saturday Supplement from the Cycling Legends Podcast, powered by vivlavello.cc Thank you.